The deity and humanity of the Messiah. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning, my friends. We're moving on in Luke's Gospel. We're in chapter 20, verses 41 through 44. Up to this point in uh, chapter 20, Jesus has been routinely confronted by the religious leaders of the community, um, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, and um, they have come to him with questions. And each of these questions was really an attempt to trip Jesus up in his words so that they might have charges they could bring against him with the wider Roman authorities that would lead to his um, death and destruction. Um, We've mentioned that at this point in the account of Luke's gospel, they're just done with Jesus. Uh, Previously, they had privately uh, discussed um, what to do to get rid of him. Now they are going after that objective with every ounce of their energy and power. Um, but we pivot here for a, for a second in uh, 41 through 44, and instead of the religious leaders of the law asking Jesus a question, remember he's still teaching in the temple courts, he asks them a question. And so uh, he kind of turned the tables on them for a minute, and in this particular passage he is making a case for the humanity and deity of the Messiah based on the teachings of Psalm 110. So we, we have to go into this passage um, thinking in terms of what Jesus is uh, trying to assert based on Psalm 110. Now we're not going to get into Psalm 110, but in that passage, um, David says that the Messiah will be both his son and his Lord. Um, and so if the Messiah could be his son, in other words, out of the um, family line of David, that's one thing. Uh, but if he would be his Lord, uh, that's an entirely different thing that speaks to um, his divinity. Also, in this passage in Psalm 110, we see that the Messiah will be a high priest in the line of Melchizedek forever, an eternal high priest. And so, uh, again, that speaks to the priestly nature uh, of the Messiah, Um, less a conquering king in terms of a political sense, a governmental sense, and more uh, uh, our Lord and priest, the one who would win our souls back to the Father. And so uh, Jesus makes a great case here, and this is certainly done in an effort to turn the tables on the religious teachers of the law and their failure to see the scriptures, especially the prophetic scriptures about the coming Messiah, rightly. In other words, he's confronting them about the way that they've wrongly handled the scriptures. They have not properly uh, seen the scriptures for what they are and interpreted them appropriately. All right, before we get into the text, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today, and I thank you for another week behind us. And uh, Lord, we're grateful for your faithful love. Father, you see us through every situation we face in this life. There's nothing that we encounter that you are not in, under, behind, over, and around 
uh, us throughout, and um, you promise never to leave us or forsake us. You promise, Lord, that in your all things plan, everything we go through ultimately works together for our good if we love you. And so we give you thanks for the week behind. Uh, Lord, hopefully we've had opportunities to share your love with others and to be an expression of your love, an incarnation of your love uh, to the watching world. And uh, Jesus, we pray that as we ease into the weekend, um, you would provide us with opportunities to rest and some opportunities for enjoyment um, with our friends and loved ones. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your word and pray that you would send your spirit to instruct and guide us through it today. We pray in your name. Amen. All right. This is Luke twenty forty one through 44. Then Jesus said to them, Why is it said that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself declares in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. David calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? <laughs> and uh, uh, some great questions that Jesus poses to his um to his uh, accusers and to the opposition. And he says, uh, if David calls him Lord, how can he be David's son? Now, we know from prophecy that the Messiah would come out of the family and line of David, and that makes him a son of David on the human level. So he's out of the family line of David. Um, but for David to call him Lord means David saw Messiah as something more than just uh, a political leader in the long line of political leaders coming from uh, David's uh, family line. Uh, he, the Messiah was something more. Uh, to call him Lord is to say, um, "You are, you are my king. You are my, you are my uh, champion. Um, without you, I'm nothing." Um, it is Adonai. It is the word uh, that is spoken of God. It is to attribute divinity and uh, godly glory and greatness. Um, so for Messiah to be Lord, Messiah must also be divine, not just human. Um, so the mishandling of the word that the teachers of the law and the religious leaders of the day were guilty of is not rightly interpreting um, the lordship of the Messiah, seeing him as Adonai, seeing him as Lord God Almighty. And he is that, and David acknowledges that, and Jesus acknowledges that here as well, and as making the point that Messiah would be both out of the family line of David on the human level, but he would be Lord God Almighty, Adonai. And um, this is a powerful challenge to their presumptions, and it is to call them out for mishandling the Word of God. It is to say, you think you're such great theologians, <clears throat> but pardon me if you please, you're missing the point. Messiah would be both human and divine. Now we know in fulfillment of the teachings of the New Testament as they come alongside the teachings of the Old Testament prophets, um, they, the, we see that Messiah would be um, human and divine, and the gospel writers make that clear. Um, John says that the Word was with God and the Word was God. Um, and so the Word was the creative force that God used to speak the world into existence. Um, God didn't fashion the world. He spoke it 
into existence, and Jesus was the divine word by which the earth and the universe and all that we know was created. And um, we see in the writings of Paul the clear understanding of Messiah as Lord God Almighty, as Adonai, the Savior of our souls. Um, And uh, not too far beyond Jesus' death, uh, the church, uh, those left behind, began to see him exactly for who he was. Uh, he was both God and man, and um, he needed to be a human Messiah so that he, in the incarnation, the mystery of the incarnation, uh, that God would be both human and divine in the person of Jesus, uh, that that sacrifice for our sins uh, was uh, a man taking on the punishment for our death, but rising victorious as Lord over death, Lord over sin, and the only one who could do that for us is our Lord, our God, uh, the Almighty One. And so uh, we see all throughout uh, that once uh, Jesus dies and is resurrected, the church gets it. From that point on, there is no misunderstanding who Jesus was, who Jesus is. And so this confrontation uh, needed to happen. It also is a foreshadowing of things to come. It also is a way of Jesus lifting the blinds on his identity, uh, kind of a coming out party, if you will. Uh, He's saying, (laughs) don't mistake it. The Messiah is both God and man. All right, my friends, thanks for hanging in there with me this week and Luke chapter 20. We have one little section to finish up next week in 20, and then we'll spend the bulk of the week in chapter 21. God bless you as you uh, prepare for the weekend, and may it bring you rest, comfort, and enjoyment. Take care.